This is where we're at. This is what we got. What happened? The last broke it. No, that was your fault. I was holding up to the top piece. You had the bottom. Uh huh. You. Episode eleven. Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the Quincy's Tavern podcast. My name is Quincy, and I'm here with my good friend and wonderfully. You look, you look very nice today, well, Mackenzie. Thank you. I like your flannel. Thank you. Very it, on brand. It's very cold. Weirdly very cold. It's like, cold in, in Phoenix for, right now. For Arizona, like recently, um, just even last night, I was on my phone and I looked and it said like the low was 35 or something like that. Like that yeah. is not yeah, normal. Yeah, it was, it's chilly. It's very nippy. Yeah, look at our, all of our lows, 34, 38, 33, 33. Like yeah. that is not normal a for Arizona weather. at sweater all. Sweater weather for sure. It's nice though. Like I like this type of weather. I think this is really, 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 really good. Me too. Um... So today we uh, we went. Uh, this is just going to be another casual conversation, kind of one, kind of. Hi, how are you? Hope you had a good week and everything. Uh, but Mackenzie and I both independently, not together, we went on own different adventures this past week or so. We did. So you went to Disneyland. I sure did. For like, when was the last time you went to Disneyland? Uh, I think it was fall of 2021 October so not too too long ago no, not but too bad. it's been a couple of years uh and I just recently got back from a trip to San Francisco so mm-hmm. we we're gonna talk about that uh, I'll give some updates on like the cookbook and where we're at with those things but I hope you guys are doing well we also wanted to ask too uh because this is the end of January and Valentine's Day is coming up very very soon so we would like to ask you for your advice or tips or stories on love or questions give it to the give it to us we'll put out polls on instagram uh and whatnot as always we love answering your questions and hanging out with you guys uh but we'll probably have those going up sometime maybe next week or so we'd love to get your love advice from those of you who have won at love and uh and questions for those of you who are like us and uh are still scrounging around and trying to figure out what that is all about i'm kidding <laughs> Self well, love. How, how, how is your love going this, this so far? We're gonna. <laughs> is it uh, too late to change my word? No. <laughs> Wait, what happened? <laughs> I, I'm just not good at it, man. Well, it's only January. We'll, we'll work. It's a process. It's a process. I think with your your word of committing to trying to love more, and then my goal of trying to have balance more, it's a process. I think we're. We'll, Are you we'll saying you're there. failing too? I'm not quite as succeeding as I'd like to be, but hey, it's only January. You did go on a trip. I did not expect you to leave the state, so that's a good step. That is true. I did get out. I went touch some grass. That was very very fun. But did you really? I well, not actual grass, unless you talk about the ones on the sidewalk. Weeds? Sure. Okay. It, it's half grass. But did you actually touch them, though? No. Okay. My feet did. Well. Wow. I didn't know I had to, like, reach down and roll around. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll have that coming out here a little bit soon. But we appreciate everything that you guys do. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Um, tell us about well, – we'll start with Mackenzie. Tell us about your trip to Disneyland. Disneyland, California, Anaheim, California. Uh, and you went there for your birthday. My birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. who would you go with? Uh, I went with my mom mm-hmm. and my sister that's closest to me in age, mm-hmm. Jessie. Um, it was – just like in general, 
obviously we always love Disney. My mother, hi mom, hi dad. They would literally watch every single episode. It's really funny. <laughs> they sit on their couch and they watch and then they call me afterwards and they're like, <laughs> you touch your hair. Like you make this weird upside down frown face. Is but, that why you have your hair up today? No, I just, it's dirty. Oh, I yeah. Feel like, didn't feel like yeah, curling it or anything. Um, <laughs> so my mom is like, a Disney person. She's uh-huh. a kid at heart. Like if she could, which w- her and I have done a couple of solo Disney trips and she likes to be the first person like literally pressed up against the gate. Uh-huh. It's kind of, it's very much the early, early bird gets the worm kind of situation. Oh, that, that means you got to get up. Yeah. The butt crack of dawn. Yeah. I don't do mornings. Ooh, um, that's very early. But she's, I mean, sh- it's fun though, because she, again, she's very much a kid at heart. So it's uh-huh. just like, and she'll literally do that and like kind of do a little hopping dance. And that's so cute. Yeah. She's, I mean, in her mid fifties, but she's still like 20 years old. I love that. Um, love that. How long did you go for? We, it was two park days. So we flew in on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So Tuesday was California adventure. Wednesday was Disneyland, which mm-hmm. usually we actually flip it, but that's how it ended up that time. And then we flew home the next day. Gotcha. And then the day after that was my birthday. Um, but it was a kind of strange trip, but in a good way because of Jesse being there. Mm-hmm. So we have done like one Disney where it was all of us, you know, as adult children. Mm-hmm. And Jesse had her son. She was pregnant with her daughter. Um, so she didn't get to do all the rides. But anyways, like there was just always a lot of people. So yeah. I have never before gone on a trip with Jesse in mm-hmm. that in that way. Um, Dakota, especially before she got married, she would kind of tag along to some of my vacations with my parents. So it was me, my mom, dad, and Dakota. Mm-hmm. I've never had a vacation like that with Jesse. So for it to just be my mom and Jesse, like it was a very, it felt very special. Like yeah. in a way, it was just very strange and kind of something that we've never done before. And I think it was really fun for her, you know, to kind of step outside of being mom and to just mm-hmm. ride rides and yeah. have good food and stuff. So. Um, she also, there was a couple of different rides. I don't think that she had ridden before when we went with her last, um, the rise of the resistance ride wasn't open. Oh, the, the star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. The, the newer one. How yeah. was that? It was good. This was my yeah. second time riding it. Last time I went, it had just opened. Um, and I don't think there was anything else new. So last time I went in the uh, fall of 2021 was with my mom and my dad and mm-hmm. this was my first time going to disney disabled mm-hmm. um oh maybe it was my second time yeah i think it was my second time but um there were a couple of rides that i didn't ride just because we didn't know how my heart and my body would react so like um the oh it's not california screaming anymore it's um the Incredicoaster. Oh, okay. That yeah. one and yeah. the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which used to be Tower of Terror. Still so bummed that they changed <gasps> no. it. Still so Tower bummed. of Terror is one of my favorites. I loved that like the employees kind of got to be rude. Uh-huh. You know, like they didn't have to stand there and smile, which hello, that w- I would have been so good at that job. <laughs> and like they, you know, they got to be a little bit mean and mm-hmm. like they would do. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was so cool. I think yeah. in Florida, it's still Tower of Terror. Yeah. I think they're still in the, um, the MGM Hollywood Studios park. Yeah. yeah. Tower of Terror is still there. Yeah. Now it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I mean, it's, it's good. I think the really fun thing about it is I think there's a rotation. Is it still drop ride? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. It's just the theme has changed because now there's a whole entire Marvel Avengers campus. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, because they have Web Slingers, which is a little bit new, um, which is the Spider-Man ride, like where you literally get to shoot 
webs like that at a screen during the ride. Like they track your motion and stuff like that. Um, I couldn't last very long doing it. My heart acted up. So I just kind of like sat there, but Grim got to go on that ride. This Aww. is something we can talk about. So like I was kind of more holding on to him because the ride was kind of jerking around. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's now like a really big adventures campus. And with it being Guardians of the Galaxy themes, like, you know how um, Star-Lord, he has like his uh, Walkman and mm-hmm. like all the songs. So I think there's about four or five different versions that they cycle through. So you never know what song you're going to get. That's fun. And um, so I didn't go on it last time. So I decided to go on it, you know, to try and see what happened. And I was fine. Like it wasn't my sick adrenaline, you know, like sometimes my body just kind of forces it and betrays me and I get right. super sick or whatever. It was, it was fun based. So mm-hmm. it went back down super easily nice. and I didn't get sick or nauseous. I've never been one to get sick on rides anyways. Um, We just didn't know how it would do with my illness, but Mm -hmm. we ended up riding that ride, I think three or four times throughout (laughs) the day. all the songs? Um, No. So three, I think it was either two or three times we had ridden it. We got Hit Me With Your Best Shot, which great song. Love it. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't for the life of me. The last time that we rode it, it was nighttime, which is something that we really wanted to do is do it when it was night. Uh, We did get a different song. I can't remember what it is right now. But I do know it. it. I mean, it's all classic rock kind mm-hmm. of options. And I believe I could be wrong. Brown Eyed so, Girl? No, 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 no. Um, but I could be wrong. So with the, it's always randomized, mm-hmm. whatever ride you would get. Before I thought, because like there's a couple of different entries that you do that they line you up. So I was like, oh, maybe this car only does hit me with your best shot. Because we always got stuck on that one because gotcha. that's where they have the area to put Grim away. They didn't have I one on the other side. So I'm like, oh man, maybe if we ask them to get on the other one, we'll get a new ride or a new song. And they're like, oh no, that's not how it works. You know, it's just very random. And I was like, that's really strange for every mm-hmm. single time that we've written it to still get that one song. Just lucky. Um, but we did notice on that last time that we rode with that new song, there was a different drop pattern. It felt different, at least. And I think I remember reading before that it does have different ones, like where the drops are either longer or they go up again or bounce in a certain way that's different. Like there's, Mm -hmm. it just drops in different patterns, essentially. Because it felt different. It felt very, very different. So (laughs) that was fun. Um, The Haunted Mansion was still the Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. So they changed it for Halloween and Christmas time. So they um, left it up later this year, which the last, I think like three or four times I've been to Disney, it's been Nightmare Before Christmas. And I, the first couple times, loved it. Now I just miss the whole Haunted Mansion. The old Haunted Mansion. The old Haunted haunted Mansion has such a charm to it. And it's so like iconic. The Florida location is different than California. I've never been to the the California one. I always grew up going to, my family and I would always go to Disney World. Yeah. So That makes sense. Mm. I've only ever been to Disney World once. And that Mm. was because um, usually when we go to... Florida. That was when my Mormor still lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, we would always go to Universal yeah. and then do um, Islands, Islands, Islands of Adventure. Yeah. Harry Potter, man. The Harry Potter love, world. It's super immersive. It's very immersive. I wasn't there last time. Um, ever since they put in like the Hagrid's motorbike ride. Mm-hmm. It wasn't there last time I went. Mm-hmm. So I want to go back and do that. I've always wanted to do almost like a whole day just going in between those parks and like doing all the immersive interactions, like the yeah. whole wand thing. Like mm-hmm. I said, if I ever have a kid, which is not going to happen, especially now that I have no uterus, um, <laughs> I would do the whole thing. Once they turn 11, they'd get a letter. We would do a whole entire like ser- uh, sorting you have ceremony. Nephews. You have nieces. Yeah, but I don't think Jesse's husband likes Harry Potter very awesome. much. 
Um, but I would literally do sorting ceremony. They get their houses when we go. They get their robes. They get their wand. We're we'll do it for Grim. When Grim turns eleven, we'll do it for Grim. Oh, that's old. Oh, how old is he now? He's he already missed. If we're speaking dog years, he's like over four. He's a little over fourteen now. Well, he he can be held back. It's okay. Well, if I go, I'm definitely getting him a Slytherin tie. That would be super cute. There's a, I saw on Etsy a lady, she does, I got a um, haunted mansion themed patch for his back on, on, uh, so he has like his main harness where the handle is that I hold him. And then he has, it's called a cape yeah. that attaches to it. And it's like this really cool custom made leather thing. So there's patches on the side that says, you know, service dog, do not touch. And then I put one on top and it says, um, uh, foolish mortal, do not pet. And yeah. then it had like all the little signs, you know, for don't talk, don't do eye contact, don't touch, yada, yada, yada. That's a, that's an interesting thing. Like, okay, so when you go out with your with, with Grim, who is your service dog and everything, and most people know that you shouldn't touch a service dog. Some. For the, for, yeah. Thankfully for the majority of people who... There's more awareness towards it nowadays. There is, there is. How was that with taking him to Disney Disneyland? Like with um, all the people and stuff like that? Because it's been a while since he's been out like in a crowd like that. He's never been in a crowd like that before. I mean, right. that was huge. Um, I was pleasantly very, very surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, I was super, super worried yeah. um, going there. You know that, I mean, especially because there's so many people. I'm like, there's going to be so many people that are going to try and like cop a feel, you know, yeah. as they're walking by. That's happened before when I went on vacation back home to um Oregon, we were at Seaside, this little cute beach town that I always grew up going to. And I'm just going down the street, and the guy that was walking past us literally pet Grim as he's walking past. And I'm like, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was super worried about that. So I always had um either my mom or Jesse walking, because Grim, he all is always on my left side. That's mm-hmm. how he was trained is to pull on my left side. Okay. So I would either have my mom or Jesse standing on his other side that so no one walking past could pet him. Right, right. And then after the while, you know, we kind of forgot about doing that. But no one did that and yeah. um no wayward child you know came up and pulled his tail or anything um there was in the park there was only one lady that touched him without asking and that was at the rise of the resistance ride mm-hmm. it's like there's this point it's a very immersive type of ride um and like you get captured and whatnot it's like we were going past this big room where all the you oh, they open it up and there's like rows of stormtroopers yeah. just looking at you yeah. and this lady was filming and she was kind of back camping about to um hit grim and so i i grabbed his vest and tried to pull him away and she turns around and sees him and is smiling at me and then starts ruffling his head i'm like no mm-hmm. <laughs> why yeah um in her defense, uh, I don't think she spoke English. So, like, even when I said, you know, oh, please don't pet him, like, she just smiled at me and continued. So, I don't think she understood me. <laughs> um, but that was the only instance mm-hmm. out of two full days of literally being there from before opening because we got a 30 minute um, early entrance because mm-hmm. we were staying on a hotel on property yeah. in California Adventure by like the Grizzly Run area. There's the California Grand. So yeah, that was the first time nice, we've never nice stayed in a hotel like that before. Yeah. I don't think we could ever do anything else because like <laughs> for me to do, you know, take shuttles and stuff like that mm-hmm. in a wheelchair is hard and traumatizing to be yeah. quite honest. So I think we'll probably always do that if we can. Um, yeah, no, I didn't have a problem. Um, I, and I, that shocked me because yeah. I have a harder time taking him to the grocery store down the street than I did at Disneyland. Interesting. I will literally For, with just people touching him. Oh yeah. And everything. I'll yeah. encounter people touching him at least three, almost every single time I yeah. go to the grocery store. Um, 
I've even had situations like where there was, I was in the grocery store looking at something in the aisles, like I wasn't holding on to Grimm. And there was a man on the opposite end of the aisle making kissy noises to call Grimm over to him down the opposite end of the aisle. Mm -hmm. Who would ever call someone else's dog to them across the room? Yeah, interesting. Very strange. And like, I... I understand that not a lot of people were taught about service dogs. I was never even educated about service dogs. I had literally no clue until I got one myself. And I know that it's not something even, you know, um, service dog etiquette or disabilities or whatever, not everyone is educated about that. And I totally understand that. Though as a society that it's changing quite a bit. And, you know, sometimes... But you still don't look at someone else's dog irregardless and try to get them to walk away from their owner. And that's, you know, as a kid, you know, I was raised... That's a bit and a bit presumptuous, Well, yeah. As a kid, you know, you're raised to not touch someone else's dog because you don't know if that dog's aggressive. Sure. You know, you don't know if you're going to get bit or whatever. And that's just... For me, that was common sense Mm -hmm. and also kind of, you know, something I think a lot of people were raised in that way. Service dogs, for whatever reason, are different. I think, you know, it's because it's not like, oh, you're walking down the street or at a park. It's you're in the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And obviously that dog is well behaved. Grim is super cute. So it's just like, oh, my gosh, look, he's adorable. He's working or in the summertime. Oh, look, he's wearing boots like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of really strange situations. so that was actually completely fine. Um, I did have a couple of weird experiences at the airport, like when we were flying to California. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what air, what, uh, you mostly fly Southwest. Yes. Yeah. yeah because I get, um, it doesn't, you don't get assigned seating and mm-hmm. t- people with disabilities and, um, like service dogs and stuff like that. You get to go first on the plane. So you get to go in the front. Right. With so his extra room. We right. get the bulkhead. And um, that's super nice for Grim because he has all, all of that room. But yeah. even before I had Grim, um, and even if it was a flight, say that we had assigned seating, um, we still get to board first. But right. with ones like that, say like my seat was assigned in the middle of the plane, they have to put you on an aisle chair. Right, right. One of the most dehumanizing experiences I've ever had. And that's why I really like to do Southwest because my chair is small enough that I can go into the entry of the plane and hop from my chair to that first bulkhead. Where does your chair go then? Um, they take it and they put it under the plane. Gotcha. It's like I take off my seat pad and anything, whatever, and just put it, put it up above. But yeah, Southwest is like the great way for me, not only to get leg room for Grimm, but to make sure that I don't have to sit in one of those stupid aisle chairs. And they literally like put a strap here, put a strap here. They put a strap over my legs and like move me and treat me like I'm not a person. Like it's, it's horrible. And that's why they also do that first because they don't, they can't have other people in the plane, like interfering, like, you know, trying to put their bags away or like in, in the way or whatever. And that's great for me because it's humiliating. It's Mm -hmm. awful. Mm. Um, and then, but because of that, we, we're the first ones on the plane, mm-hmm. but we're also the last ones off. Right. So right. we have to wait until literally every single person is off the plane mm-hmm. until I can get off. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So we usually do Southwest. Um, when we were flying to California, um, uh, we were sitting at our gate. So the plane that had just landed was, um, everyone was getting off or whatever. And then the pilot came out and, uh, he was walking past and he sees Grimm and he, comes up to Grim. I don't know. Like, so he, Grim was sitting in a way that you couldn't see his patches, but you can very clearly see that he's a service dog, especially right. with like the leather gear that he has on. But he comes up to him and like, if this microphone is Grim's face, right? 
it goes like this. Uh-huh. And like, if that's Grim, Grim's nose, this man <laughs> hmm. literally like put his nose up to Grim's nose and it was weird. This was the pilot. I, I was a little shocked. I was, I, I didn't know. Interesting. Speechless, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the only other instance was when we were, uh, when we had landed it in Arizona, um, everyone was unloading, you know, we're sitting in that very first area, you know, when you first walk onto the plane, that's called the bulkhead, you know, you, you have all that crazy leg room. Um, and almost everyone was off. Like we were literally probably the last 20 people, you know, were walking past us. And so in the bulkhead, um, Jesse had sat in the aisle seat is my mom. I sit by the window. And so Grim kind of lays in my, in my mom's foot room. Mm-hmm. And so Jesse had gotten some of our bags from above the, um, in the storage. So she had hopped over to this seat while she was waiting for everyone to get past. So there was an empty seat. And again, my mom's sitting here, I'm sitting here, Grimm's laying right here. And there is a man and he very clearly saw, you know, like Grimm's a service dog. They all saw him when they were walking in, saw his patches and all that kind of stuff. And as he is walking out of the plane, he, he steps foot into our seat area mm-hmm. a little bit, reaches past my mother mm-hmm. to pet Grim on the head as he is actively walking out of the plane. Yeah. That is so strange. Like, I was Don't baffled. do that. No, I was... Don't do that. I was baffled, but, like, for someone to go so far out of their way yeah. to touch him as they're walking away, like, to come into the seat and reach yeah. past my mom... Mm. And like you can see the patches. I mean, especially I mean, they're literally all over his body. Service dog, do not pet, do not pet. There's signs, you know, for people who can't read English. There's you know, like very clear signs of a hand. You know, don't pet, don't speak, no eye contact, yada yada yada. Baffling. Yeah. It shocks you so much. And like, there's so many situations like that. Like the guy, you know, calling him at the end of the the grocery store and stuff like that. Like there are some interactions that are just so surprising and weird yeah. that you can't even say anything because you're you're shocked like that's not the norm of like oh can i pet your dog or oh he's so cute you know yada 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 where you can say oh no he's working or oh you know if they're making noises please don't distract him you know he's working or if they ask for his name um I've recently started doing this. I say, oh, I don't give out his name while he's working. Because if yeah. they say his name, right. that Trying to can distract him. him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so when it's a situation outside of those bounds or they're... Well, it's when someone not only gets into your own personal space and tries to like actively, for whatever reason, disrupt. Right. And like to and them, it's like, oh, it's a cute dog. That's all it is. You know, right. they just, they don't see the harm in it. Well, you don't, you don't see the harm in it because you're not considering the effects it has on other people. So it's, a, it's, it, I, I get it and I can see how you can like defend it and be like, oh, well, I didn't know. Well, you don't have to not know necessarily. You just don't necessarily go up and touch other people's dogs. Yeah. And there's even um, situations too where like someone will ask to pet Grim. But the thing is, is they're already touching him. Right. As they're asking. So it's right. like, what am I going to do? Like bat your hand away and say no like you're already touching him like mm-hmm. you know sometimes if there's a little kid or whatever i can redirect grim and kind of pull him out of the way i'll turn the other way you know because sometimes a little toddlers like you can't do right. anything about that you know and i don't want to have a weird confrontation with a parent mm-hmm. luckily i've never had a bad experience before mm-hmm. you know with anyone a parent or not um i've never had anything like that happen before um 
But with all this being said, especially for listeners, you know, if you don't know a lot about service dogs, right? And so like this conversation within itself is um, surprising or enlightening. Um, The reason why no matter what, like you don't touch someone's service dog is because you could be the reason why that person dies. Like it sounds dramatic, but that is 100% true. So um, uh, there are service dogs who do like cardiac alert, who Mm -hmm. do um, seizure alerts and um, syncope type stuff, like everything. So if you are distracting that dog by either A, trying to touch it, making kissy noises, if you're actively petting it or whatever, that dog is going to be so wrapped up in that and distracted that they could miss a cue, you know, miss um, uh, a chemo signal or whatever and smell or not not know that their person is either going to A, have a heart attack, pass out, have a seizure or whatever. They could miss that. And their handler could very well die or they Mm -hmm. could get seriously injured. They could faint and then hit their head. And Mm -hmm. next thing you know, their skull is cracked open and they're bleeding out on the Michael's craft floor. Like Mm -hmm. it's reasons like that. It's also, you know, in situations like me where it's not that extreme, you know, he's more for mobility and, um, you know, I guess I haven't really thought about it before, but there are autism service dogs. It's like Mm -hmm. Grim also helps me with my, I have a social phobia disorder and like panic and anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. So he really helps with situations like that. Um, but his main job is, is to pull me. So he's considered a mobility dog. Um, so distracting him in my situation, you're not going to kill me. Right. Right. He's not going to miss some sort of weird cue that could, you know, my, Oh, even like diabetic dogs, Mm -hmm. like someone, their blood sugar dropping too low, like mine has before. And I'm literally could have gone into a coma. Um, distracting a service dog in other ways like that could then undo their training. Yeah. And we had talked that about that before is that Graham went back to training mm-hmm. just recently, right before we went to, um, Disney and I had just noticed that his skills were just getting yeah. very rusty. Like he was, his, he was very distracted. He would get like, just not really pay attention. He would half pay attention kind of right. thing. And yeah. It, yeah. Cause he was doing fine pulling me, you mm-hmm. know, he's doing his job, but like his attention wasn't on where we're going or like he would kind of sniff people or look at people as we were in the grocery store. Like maybe his recall wasn't as good. It's like he wasn't listening to his heel command very well. It wasn't as prompt and kind of just like, it was like, okay, I will do it, but just give me a second. Right. And, <laughs> and that in itself too, like sometimes not even just a service dog, but having good recall or heal could save that dog's life, you know, from whatever circumstance. Um, but him, people touching him in public, you know, especially already petting him while asking if I can pet him or, you know, making kissy noises and distracting in that way. He was then technically overly socialized. Right. And so in that way, that made him distracted because every time we would go to the grocery store, he would look at every person he passed because he was expected to get yeah. a pet or, you know, some sort of cute praise or mm-hmm. even like people going like, oh, look at that cute dog. Even if they're talking to someone next to them, if yeah. you're making that sound loud enough that I can hear it, mm-hmm. Grim can hear it and that high pitched and that sound like he's going to look at you. Mm-hmm. So even if you're talking to someone next to you and go, oh, my gosh, like that's a distraction. Right. So I'm not saying like you can't say something to like, oh, look at that cute dog or oh, look at him in his boots. It's the, oh my God, me, 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 you know? So his training was undone because yeah. of being socialized. Like I got, you know, he's a little over two years. So that was really good, solid amount of time that he was really on the ball. But at the end of the day, right. being overly socialized because of people in public is what kind of messed him up so he went back to training now he's as sharp as a tack good i mean he's yeah he seems like it oh yeah his heels i mean 
on par mm -hmm. and he's getting really good at, you know, if I'm telling him to go forward or follow, like for the times that I can't be holding on to him, like in Disneyland, when we're going through like small aisles, like right. waiting in line, right. Jesse would lead and like Grim's really good at following people. Mm -hmm. So like I would have Jesse, my mom walk ahead of me if when we're rolling through like the whole park, cause then he, he picks up the pace really, yeah, really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like he knows how to follow and how to, you know, I'd tell him which side to go on or if I needed him to round me in a certain way. So I was getting him out of the way of someone passing or a kid coming in a way or his tail getting stepped on. Mm -hmm. Like he's he's been really, really good at it. Good. So good. that really helped. But there's some really weird service dog etiquette things that even I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And like for me, I get so frustrated just because like it's my dog, you know, but I realize that right. not a lot of people know these things mm -hmm. um i feel like our society is getting better at it like i i've heard some wonderful 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 parents like even in in you know target or grocery store and i heard a lot at disney it's like oh don't touch that doggy oh mm -hmm. he's working or mom why is she holding that dog like oh he's working this is you know some people need da da da, da. so like there are some parents out there who are on the ball man yeah. i mean they're really really good about it and you know if you have your own kids you have little siblings cousins nieces nephews or whatever like you are setting up the next generation for success, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, you know, and some, there's adults too that have to learn that and whatnot, but I'm really just as a whole, I'm very excited for the next generation in a couple of different ways. I mean, social media in itself, like all that stuff is really scary. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm a little <laughs> nervous about certain things, but I have noticed, you know, being taught about service dogs and whatnot. Yeah. And my nieces and uh, nephew are a really great example. Um, my younger ones from, from Jesse's kids, not Lindsay's kids. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, you know, I don't even think Lindsay's kids have ever met Grim that I remember. I think Lindsay has, um, but Jesse's kids. So Dawson is like, he's, he's five. He's the oldest and the, the youngest is um, a year old basically. Dawson was born right before I got sick. Mm -hmm. And so by the time that I got sick, you know, he was kind of just learning how to crawl. Um, so he does not remember a time that I was not in a wheelchair. Right. And so for Dawson and, and Channing and stuff, they are so used to me being in a chair that it's not even weird. Yeah. Like they would see someone like me in a wheelchair, possibly using any other sort of mobility device. And to them, they're not even going to second guess. They're not even going to stare. So to them, like, I'm really excited for them to grow up and go out into society already being so open-minded and having an open heart towards people, you know, that they're not going to have these weird staring moments. They're not going to have any prejudice towards mm -hmm. these people. You know, whereas I was raised, like, no one really talked about those kind of things. So, like, I kind of had a little bit of a fear. Like, you just don't know what you're supposed to do or supposed right. to say or, right. like, old people. I've always had a little bit of a weird fear of old people. Like, <laughs> it's just one of those things. But I'm so excited for them to grow up because they look at me and there's nothing weird about Auntie Kenzie. Mm -hmm. And it's like Dawson, he's weirdly good at being in a wheelchair. I think you've seen that. He loves to sit in it. He'll Whenever just like Whenever you're roll. not in it, he's like, okay, my turn. Oh, and he just kind of moves and scoots around. He's freakishly good at it. <laughs> um, and like the other kids, especially Charlie, the youngest one, she loves to sit on my lap. Yep. And we'll, she'll sit there for hours and, you know, I'll kind of roll around or whatever and just, they don't even, they don't even think about it. Well, it's part of life. You get used to it and then you kind of just accept people for it. Right. Yeah. But I guess with now more exposure for disabilities and service dogs and stuff, mm -hmm. I've been noticing, you know, the parents are teaching more things. I'm just, I'm looking forward to that 
our gen the next generation in that capacity yeah. of how they are going to be towards different people. Mm -hmm. so. We live in an age where we have, and I think we're realizing it a little bit more too, that um, <clears throat> we have the ability to create our future. Mm -hmm. I think we're starting to get to the age where it's like, yes, we can create something or make something that happens that does have a bit more of an impact. Absolutely. Uh, so which is which is exciting. It's 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 really kind of cool. Yeah. I love that. Very much. It sounds like you had a good time. I do have a question though. What? As a vegan at Disney, what did you eat? <sighs> so being chronically ill, right? Sure. I don't like food. Yeah. It's really hard for me to eat. I'm nauseous all day long. She doesn't eat my food. No. I, I try to cook her stuff and she doesn't eat it. It's just very sad. <sighs> <laughs> whatever i don't think you've ever like purposely cooked anything and you've said like oh i could make this and i'm like you could the yeah. one thing i did do is i made you that au jus oh that was great yeah that was awesome mm -hmm. yeah we with, that was christmas right yeah yeah i'm um we did well i had a vegan french dip sandwich yeah. and so the au jus packet that i had bought said it was supposed to be vegan read the ingredients not vegan yeah so he just like started pulling stuff out of my parents fridge and made me a vegan au jus which was Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like I am sick all day long, mm -hmm. put something in my mouth is just going to make it a little bit worse. I don't know if it's going to make me nauseous and it's going to hurt my stomach. Like things I've been eating for all years, suddenly one day could make me just viciously ill. Yeah. It's like, I don't care for food. Mm -hmm. And so like when I go on vacations and stuff, I'm very used to packing things. Like I'll pack as much dry food and stuff that as I can, you know, portable stuff. Um, if we're within the vicinity of, um, a um, grocery store, like I'll get certain stuff. Like there's always like these certain like vegan peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, you know, so I use powdered peanut butter because now that I don't have a gallbladder, I can't stomach fat very mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So that takes all the fat out of it and yada, yada, yada. So it's just like really strange foods, but not really. <laughs> um, but I was looking online and they have so many vegan options. Last yeah, time I was there a couple really years do. ago, they had they maybe really one or two things in a park. Now there's at least one thing at every single at every like restaurant yeah. or little pop-up thing that you could go to. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't expecting to eat as much as I did, but... What did you eat? Oh. Um, so in California Adventure, there is a Mexican restaurant there and they had um, crispy potato tacos that sounds very good with like this wonderful slaw like i know you don't like cilantro because you have that like soap gene, yeah, right not cilantro for me yeah i love cilantro so it had mm -hmm. that and just like onions and this vegan kind of crema and slaw and like the the taco itself was crispy and then mm -hmm. there's like a little potato type patty inside yeah. hmm. i could eat it forever <laughs> um dole whip is vegan Love yeah. Dole Whip. Um, yeah. In California Adventure on the Pixar Pier, they have a place called the Adorable Snowman from uh -huh. the guy from uh, Monsters, Inc. Yeah. And they, had, um, they have lemon Dole Whip and mango Dole Whip, Ooh. and they can do a swirl. Love Dole Whip. Got one of those, <laughs> a really big one. Um, what did I have for dinner there? Oh, I had a vegan hot dog. Okay. So at Award Wieners. <laughs> they have, they had a, um, vegan like Philly dog, but I was able to just get it plain. And yeah. like they used, um, like field roast is a mm -hmm. vegan brand. I've had their hot dogs. Like you can just get them at the grocery store in a little pack. That's the, um, hot dogs that they used. So I knew I could eat that. Um, you know, and just kind of had some other snacks or whatever in the park. And I also brought some of my own stuff like vegan be beef jerky and yeah, yeah. fruit and whatnot. Um, in Disneyland, this Disneyland, 
was where I ate the most and I was not expecting it. <laughs> good. So good. I thought like, you know, we were kind of planning like for me for breakfast, it was just like go to one of those little fruit carts, you know, get some fresh yeah. fruit. I have jerky, you know, for, for protein and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but this was in like the, um, Star Wars area. It was a, I want to say it was like a, not shawarma, but it was, um, it was like this certain wrap. It was like a, a pita, like a really fluffy wrap with like this vegan, I don't even know what kind of meat it was, but it had, um, it was very, I don't know if it, Mediterranean, oh, Ronto wrap. Okay. That's what it was. They were called Ronto wraps. Um, so it was like a breakfast kind of wrap, but it was very, it was kind of like Mediterranean in a way, like the sauce mm-hmm. and like some, they had like, um, I know there was kimchi in it, but there was also like some mm. other pickled kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't expect to like it. Uh-huh. Um, amazing. <laughs> Though I was burping up <laughs> that flavor all day long. Yeah. Kimchi will leave that to you. You'll, you'll have that like, um, fermented, uh, cabbage for a yeah. while. Yeah. It's good though. It's got good spice to it. A it's great like- aftertaste. Tasted it multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was a lot of food to me too. Like I don't eat a lot. Right. Like my portions are very small. So it was a lot of food. Yeah. Um, I had more Dole Whip. Um, so like there's a, there's kind of like the standard Dole Whip station that everyone goes to. It's right next to like the Indiana Jones ride, but there's a okay. restaurant right next to it. Okay. If you go in that restaurant, they have more flavors. Um, so I got, there was a new one. It was cherry and they had mango and pineapple. I think there was one more. So I got some of the new flavors, um, for lunch. This was the best part. Okay. I don't remember this in Florida, but the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that one? Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah, Did, was there a restaurant? I believe there? there is in Florida, but I could be very wrong. Cause we didn't really eat a lot. At Disney, when we would when my family went, we tried to save money and right. wouldn't go. So in um, in Disneyland, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, there is a restaurant. It's kind of it's literally right after the boat kind of takes off, and you're kind of going through like the Louisiana mm-hmm. Bayou type of thing, and you can see off a little bit to the side. There's this restaurant, and it's a very dark, but there's these cool, colorful lanterns hanging, and it's called Blue Bayou. Mm-hmm. And um, we had tried when we bought tickets because we didn't, you know, realize that we were going for my birthday until like the month of or the month before. And so you have to do a reservation at least 60 days ahead of time. I believe it. To eat at Blue Bayou. I believe it. So the day of, we're at the park (laughs) and we're passing by. We had just gone to Haunted Mansion and my mom's like, all right, let's just hold on, let's go and we'll talk to the person there. So this really, really nice girl. And uh, my mom's like, do you guys possibly have any like cancellations for a walk-in? And she looks, she's like, huh, look at that cancellation. <laughs> she's like, why don't you guys go sit right there and we'll get you seated. And my mm-hmm. mom and my sister and I were looking together like, <laughs> thank you, God. Like you, it you was just jumped 59 days. Well, and here's somebody. the funny thing, literally a minute after, and we took our seat, Another family comes up like, hey, do you guys have any cancellations? She's like, oh, no, sorry. You would have had to um, make a reservation 60 days ahead of time. And we're just looking at each other like, it's oh, probably Grim. I think she saw Grim and was like, yes, let's, let's let the pupper in. Here's even another. Oh, that's kind of funny that you say that, too, because they said, oh, do you know a reservation of four? And we're kind of looking at each other like, Grim? Yeah. <laughs> they literally counted Grim as a fourth person because he's so big. <laughs> That he had to take up like a, That's a seat so space. Cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then my mom after that, she's like, "Oh man, I really hope because like it's a really big patio, but there's only like four tables that are up against the railing that are literally water seats. So you're not looking at any of the other tables. You're mm-hmm. looking right at the ride and like the boats going by." My That's mom's cool. like, 
I really hope that we can get there. Because years ago, when my mom and I went, just the two of us, we made a reservation ahead of time, and we were able to get a seat right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so she goes up to her and she's like, you know, I don't want to push it. But like, is there any way that, you know, we could get a water seat? And she starts looking. She's like, oh, your last name. See, she's like, look at that. You're at a front water seat. And again, we're just like, <laughs> we're getting blessed. That's so <laughs> and cool. so we go and get our seats and it's literally the perfect best spa in mm. the house. And um, they had a couple of vegan things and I got it in. um the main meal, I didn't like the other one. I can't remember what it was, but it was a, a ragu. So in my head, mm -hmm. I'm like, I have no idea what a ragu is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely no idea. Get it. And it's a vegan pesto yeah. ragu. Pesto is like, that was my favorite type of pasta before I came mm -hmm. vegan. And I have never been able to find a good vegan pesto. So I'll have to look up at that recipe. It was so I mean, there's like other greens and like tomatoes and mushrooms. I'm like picking right, those off to right. the side. Just the noodles and the pesto. <laughs> even like Jesse, my mom had bites and they're like, holy cow, this was so good. Like they mm. had Monte Cristo sandwiches, which yeah, yeah. jealous. That's what I had a long time ago before I was vegan. And it was just me and my mom. Um, and then this blew my mind for dessert. They knew it was my birthday. Um, they had a vegan creme brulee. Mm. I've never before had regular vegan creme brulee, yeah. but like I've was really interesting, you know, going to pastry school. I've been watching like baking competitions my whole entire life. So yeah. I know what it is, but they get it out and it's, you know, it looks just like a regular creme brulee and right. it's beautiful. It has this like palmier, um, cookie. Somehow that was vegan. Cause it's like, you know, it's supposed to be layered with just butter and like berries and cracked the shell topping and took a bite. And all three of us, we shared it and we're just looking at each other. Like, this is the best thing. <laughs> I have ever put my mouth like it was so good I could have cried <laughs> I wasn't expecting it whatsoever um did you did you walk around Disney with like it's my birthday badge kind of thing they did give me a button and okay. they, they gave me a button to put on Grimm's um uh mm -hmm. his like first time that said my first visit yeah. yeah it was adorable I think that also helped getting in oh the, yeah the, the, they give yeah. you like free little desserts and like the um, they want to make it special cast and, members and they, and they and they know and cast members are, are known, to, known to do that so. yeah they so. always say happy birthday like wherever right yeah. that you're at yeah. yeah but I mean I've never expected to eat food that good and there was some right. even even a couple of other things I had eaten that day that I can't remember right now Oh, they had, um, like in downtown Disney, they had a sprinkles, mm -hmm. uh, cupcake and they had a red velvet and they gave you a free cupcake for your birthday. So Aww. we got one the day before and the day of, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there was a couple of different other little snacks and stuff that I can't remember, but I did do my research ahead of time. I'm just one of those kind of people yeah. I make, I'm a list maker. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I like, went on the Disney and like looked at all of their menus and made notes of, the restaurant name, what dish I would want, and you know, yeah, kind of just, just like be look prepared and, and just be aware. This is a fun fact too. Um, so like the morning again, I didn't like I didn't pack as much food as I usually would because I knew I was going to be eating so many things in the park. Yeah. Um, we went to the airport and it was you know breakfast. I'm like crap, I don't know what I'm going to eat. I realized um, after some research, the bagels at Starbucks are vegan. Oh really? Yeah, interesting. That's that's the interesting kind of part of that, that is that not everything that kind of makes sense i can see that right so not everything in the world that is vegan is marketed as vegan right just right, like right. you know other bagels and other like the popcorns that i get and stuff like all the 
almost all of that stuff is not marketed as vegan, but it sure. just naturally is. So when I have to go to the grocery store and like I'm interested in something new or whatever, I have to look at the back of every single thing, you mm-hmm. know, especially if it's not marketed as vegan or if it is marketed as vegan, I have to see if there's soy in it because I can't do soy. Right. It literally has put me in the emergency room before. Right. I had a cup of tea one time when we were in Oregon and for whatever reason, we re- read the tea the packet. Tea? It had soy lecithin in the tea packet and mm. I wider than a ghost just bent over in pain. Hmm. But yeah, now I know I can have bagels from Starbucks. Good to know. Cinnamon to know. raisin, oh, the best. <laughs> the best. Well, it sounds like you had a really, really good trip. I'll have to go. I haven't been to Disneyland ever, dude. Never been to Disneyland ever. We're gonna go so um, hardcore. I am pla- actually planning on going to a trip in Anaheim in June oh, for my know. birthday. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. I Why kinda, you not tell me? I kinda, You're my neighbor. Why I don't did, you tell I me? I decided these this like maybe like two days ago. Bruh, I've been busy. Bruh, we've also <laughs> talked multiple times well, those two days. Like, it's nothing. I haven't confirmed it. Like, and then I bought the ticket. Then I'm like, oh, it's literally. It's like, on film now. I, yeah, I know. You bought the ticket? <laughs> I bought the ticket to the to the convention that I'm going to. So there is a convention in Anaheim, California from June 21st to June 24th called VidCon, which is for oh, like YouTubers I and know TikTokers exactly. and all that other stuff. Um, so I'm, I bought the creator track ticket to go there and I haven't bought my my hotel ticket yet um, but literally it's like right across the street from Disneyland and I was like oh well I guess I'll maybe stay a day or two longer and go to Disneyland <laughs> you want to go <laughs> she doesn't tell me these things we well, co-host a, a, a podcast I'm telling you now she lives two minutes down the street we have written a book together I'm telling you you want to go to Disneyland you just came back I don't like, care. Be like, hey, you want to go straight back? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, one does not turn down Disneyland. I guess we're going back to Disneyland in June. Heck yeah, we are. Um, but also because it's my birthday. Well, yeah. So I think that'd be kind of fun. Oh, hello, sir. Hello, baby. Do you want to go back? Hello, hello. Make your your appearance. He Weekly has to make appearance. appearance every right. single time. That's right. I was. Um, oh, I had. A, I have a good buddy uh, who Stephen who was watching one of the past episodes when Grim came up here and kind of just tumbled down a little bit. He's like, oh, you dropped the dog. I'm like, oh, no, don't say that. He's okay. He's been abused. Oh, no. But no, I'm glad you had a good time. That sounds really, really good. It makes me excited to go because I do want to go check out like the Star Wars land and all that other good stuff. But, um, but yeah, I got back from a trip in San Francisco. So I was in San Francisco for a couple days. I flew out on, what's the date today? It is the 20th. We're recording this on the 25th. Um, but I flew out on the 21st and got back the 23rd. So I quick went out. Quick little trip. Yeah, quick little quick little hop, skip, and jump over. Uh, but I went to go visit some uh, content creator friends of mine that I've met online and everything. And it's such a weird thing, meeting people online uh, and then meeting them in person for the first time. Remember when we were kids, it was like whole stranger danger, don't talk to people on the yeah. internet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look. Still that. It is still that. Like, to be honest, the, you, you can't really always know who you're going to go see right. or who the person really is behind the screen. But I, for the most part, I'll, I'm really, really glad that like pretty much 99% of the people that I've met online how we met. are pretty genuine. Um, what that's, that's what I wanted to ask you too. Like, when did you know, like what was kind of like a point where you were like, yeah, this person's not a mass murderer. He's not going to kill me. What date is it today? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even. 
I don't know. Well, it's been at least five years. So there has been some point. In when there. I first I met you, you always kind of had like bright, sunshiny, golden retriever energy. So I don't think I was ever like, <laughs> I didn't ever question it. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't anymore. No. Really? I learned the real you. Oh, <laughs> dark and broody. I'm, ba- I'm basically your. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I honestly, I don't think I... I don't think I had too much worry, especially because, you know, like you're, you had such a large presence on social media. And also like when you started Quincy Stavern, like you could kind of see what you get, you know, mm-hmm. especially after talking like as long as we did and stuff like that. It was just, I don't I'm think I'm glad you ever. were confident with that. Uh, when did you learn that I was a murderer? <laughs> <laughs> what date is it? No. Um, yeah, it, that that was pretty pretty early on, especially like just watching you do uh, your makeup stuff mm. and with the Nick's Face Awards. I remember that; I think that was really cool. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was mm. the time. But I went out to San Francisco to see some friends. I went out to go see uh, if these names sound familiar to you. I'll put their usernames up here and maybe a picture of who they are. But I went to go see Shane Wally, who's a good buddy of mine from uh, Canada. Um, as well as uh, Oddity Draws and her husband Rich uh, stay, got to stay at their place. And Oddity does, is like a very talented artist up there. Met Casey White, who is a very talented illustrator as well. Um, went with uh, good buddy Jesse the Snickle, who's just this like really tall content creator. Got a great beard. Got a very very deep voice. I think he went trending um, during the pandemic because mm-hmm. he did a roar thing, uh, and he's just super funny. Um, uh, and, uh, another guy I met for the first time, uh, bar none, another content creator from, uh, from Colorado, I believe. And, uh, just met, just met all these people and hung out and, uh, I made them food. I love cooking for people. I love uh, how casual he is about these things. Like people with 13 million followers and I'm over here like, Oh my God, like, well, it I've seen these people on my for you page. And then just to hear that, or like, I'm even following a couple of them and I'm just like, Oh yeah, you're going to go hang out with them at a house. I'm like, you what? <laughs> really? But it is, I just forget how large your presence is. Because to me, I don't think about it like that. Oh, I know, I'm but like, because to, to me, you're that. you're Stevie, but mm-hmm. to everyone else, you're you're Quincy. Right. But it like it. <laughs> we also got to meet like the TikTok Santa, like Santa J. Claus. He was he He's, came by to say yeah, hi. It was really cool. really cool. Um, but all that to say, like I like like it, it, it's it's neat to go visit people that you've kind of gotten to know online mm-hmm. and see them for the first time and just feel that energy in person. And it like was minded. It was just a great time. Um, I will also say that just because this is fun, because like I like going out to talk with other creative people about creative things mm-hmm. and um oddity draws and casey white were both like we were I was talking to them and telling them about the cookbook and everything that they're doing and oddity is like yeah if you need artwork for something just let us know and so we you know i'm not saying now i'm not guaranteeing anything now but it would be really cool to have um oddity help us on uh either some for future projects for character designs we also have some games that we want to come out with and everything that's nuts so man it would be really really neat i've been um, following her long before i knew that you were friends so when uh-huh. you told me that i'm like what <laughs> that <laughs> would be super sweet so per- cool. people super sweet people like they they went and literally bent over backwards and they didn't have to for us like they picked us up from the airport and drove Aww. us over and that's like over an hour drive yeah. to the nearest airport that we flew in and they took us out to some of the nice local places and it's like got that small town feel uh where we were at and it was just super super nice so is it hilly yeah, it was very hilly. Yeah. There was there was some some intersection roads that were just like I'm like oh we're on a roller coaster now okay cool <laughs> hope these brakes work because um, there's like a stop sign like right at the end yeah. there and I'm like oh please yeah 
I will say that I am not a city person. Mm-hmm. I can visit. I love to visit, but I could not live in the city. I couldn't either. Not a city person. Um, I like flat. Mm-hmm. I like I like to see where I'm going and where things are coming from. Now I do in my life. It's kind of a must. <laughs> Hills, meat, don't mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brakes, not effective. <laughs> Non-existent. But um, it was a good time. It was really neat to see, like, just to kind of get around other people. Because I feel like for me, because I work home and I'm alone for the majority of the, of the time, just to be with people who also create on social media and do that. Because sometimes I feel like I'm spinning my wheels like I don't know what I'm doing mm-hmm. um and uh peeling back the curtain just a little bit here too like I kind of feel like this past month I haven't like done anything in terms of making a video um in terms of like like if I'm alive or not and it, one of the interesting things about uh, uh doing social media is that a week on social media if you're like off social media for a week is like a couple months mm-hmm. in like social media time uh, it, it just like time moves so fast on yeah. the internet. Um, so like, I feel like I've like with not posting something every other day, like I used to, it feels like I'm falling behind a little bit, but I have to kind of look at that of like, what am I working on? I'm working on the cookbook. We're working right. on convergence. We're working on the meetup and everything where we have a lot of other projects to do. And I can finally say now, because it's now up, uh, I was working on several videos for elder scrolls online. Mm-hmm. And that was taking a big part of my time up and taking a big part of like my, um, a, a lot of my day. Uh, so I can only devote so much time to one thing because a, right. a video for me takes about six to eight hours to do. Right. So that's kind of a work day. And then with everything else that's going on, it just, I'm only one person. There's so much that people don't see. And yeah. I don't, as someone who consumes the social media product, like you don't realize how much goes into the social yeah. media products. Like before, like you said, I used to post every other day, but I also used to film full on YouTube tutorials, and then I would post like a sped up minute long video on YouTube, right. on Instagram. I was so burnt out. I hated what I was doing, but as mm-hmm. soon as I stopped, you know, filming my stuff and now I kind of post once or twice a week, like that's helped me, you know, cause again, we mm-hmm. have so much going on outside of yeah. just these things that people just don't, don't realize. Well, it's not something that like, uh, it's something I don't want to say just because, oh, I got, I'm so busy, but like, like some updates we can tell you about because. I know a lot of you are interested in the cookbook and I'm super thankful for that. It's really going very well. Um, the cookbook is currently in its second pass right now uh, with our editor, uh, Tamara, who loves the book. I've, that I mean, was really comforting. Was very, very excited to see that. I like that like, she liked Minty. I know, like all these new characters, like your character is like Corbin. super beloved and like we have so many new things. Uh, artwork is just like just on the precipice mm-hmm. of being done. Like in our artists, uh, Toby um, and Avery and Hillary, they've been doing such an amazing amazing mm. amazing job on the, the artwork the cover looks so good we can't show you here now because it's not done yet but you will know it when you see it it's just gonna be it it looks like i you pulled it off of some vintage bookshelf and that's what like i like the archives in a library i wanted that feel and that was such the feel you could get i can't wait to get my little grubby fingers on it i am so excited for it um the book is through it's currently through its second pass right now as of right now i know i said like we wanted to kind of look at like a kickstarter happening in the beginning of february i personally don't feel comfortable kind of launching something that's crowdfunded so early just because the book's not done yet 
I don't want like I, I've supported Kickstarters where they're like the project hasn't even started yet, but here's all the concept art mm-hmm. and everything. And that is that is a strategy. That is a viable way to get you know interest and kind of gauge what you're gonna get. Right. But for me, I'm like I want this book to be done. Mm-hmm. Like I want it to be you know finished that way when we put it up to for people to put their pre-orders in. Um, that they're not waiting half a year for it. Right. So uh, with all that said, um, we it, the book still needs to be, once it's finished being edited, it needs to go to formatting with all the artwork, uh, and then we have to co- take it back and we have to annotate it, mm-hmm. and it has to go through a second pass of formatting. So yeah. I'm this is the first time I've done this, and I'm not sure what formatting, how long that normally takes. Uh, if you know, educate me. Please mm-hmm. put it in the comments below, please. I'd love to know. love to learn. Um, but that's just a process that may take another month or two. Right. Uh, things so are very up in the air, up in the air. So, uh, when that is ready and when the book is done and basically we have a physical copy, then we'll do a Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, cause I'd rather proof have, copy. I'd rather have a proof copy ready to kind of send out that we can look at, that we can see that we're happy with that way. We know exactly what you guys will be getting in your hands too. Um, so we're looking at a later, a later publishing date. We're looking at pushing it back just a little bit. So it might be maybe quarter two, quarter three, uh, right now, hopefully not quarter three. Um, but definitely before the end of the year, cause we, there's so much going into this that it's, it's guaranteed to be done before the, before the end of the year. Like you will have a cookbook, which is really cool by the end of the year. Um, I think, uh, between late spring, early summer. Yeah, I'm looking at that too. Like even looking at um, mid-May starting it and then like, you know, having them shipped out late June or or at least printing and having mid- them even shipping out like early, early January kind of thing. January? I mean, July. Gosh, <laughs> Whoa, the man. J's. Yeah, I, I would say it's very safe to say it'll be published before August. I'm, I'm, I'm very confident with that. Yeah, very, very confident with that. So, um, but when updating that, kind of, uh, I, I really, really like to kind of let you guys know what's going on because again this wouldn't happen without you guys i mean and i know like it's one of those things where you guys are kind of honestly the core like the 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 podcast listeners are so like are like the if you ever wanted to be in an exclusive club you're very much (laughs) an exclusive club here um and it's it's super super appreciated like the you guys that come back every week and just listen and have us have us uh on in the background it's just super super great and really appreciate it storytime mondays will be coming back very soon Uh, i do want to be getting back into storytime mondays um as well uh because it's just been the month has been crazy with all the all the things that's been going on but hoping to get back into that very soon uh tell me a little bit about um VidCon. Oh, I've never been. I know. What is like when you bought tickets and stuff like like what is gonna happen? Uh, I don't know. We're gonna find out. Apparently last year, uh from what um some friends who went said it was like it was catered to TikTok. I'm not sure what's gonna be this year. How many days uh, is it? It's uh twenty first to the twenty fourth. So one, two, three, four days. It's about four days. Oh, it's a four okay. day con. Um and it's apparently like Someone said that they had like this big old like pit, like ball pit size things of like plush toys that you got strapped in and they kind of like got you like a claw machine. Uh, They had things where like you could play Fall Guys and win prizes. They had things there where I think Mr. Beast had a thing that he was doing there. Um, 
And uh, supposedly, I guess they also rented out Disneyland for like a couple hours for some of the creators for a small section in downtown Disney. I didn't know that. Um, Something like that happened. So it's a pretty big thing. It's pretty cool. Like you get to go see a lot of YouTubers and whatnot. But I wanted to go just because I want to hang out with friends. Yeah. I want to go and hang out with people that um, I've met online and through through social media and whatnot. And if you're going to VidCon, we'll see you guys there too. That'd be kind of cool. But that's kind of my personal birthday trip. I think I'm going to do that for myself. Good treat uh, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be 29. I'm old. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It's going to be great. Um, That's insane. But yeah, we'll talk about it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll pull Mackenzie and we'll go in Southwest and we'll go to go to VidCon in June. Uh, but I'm invited. <laughs> you want to go? I'm irrelevant, but yeah. No, <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, but uh, after, well, before that, prior to that, obviously we have Convergence, you know, coming in May. Right. I'm really really excited for that one. Uh, May May fifth and sixth at Evermore Park in Pleasant Grove, Utah. If you guys want to come by and hang out with us there in all LARPy fantasy kind of uh, Evermore Park in uh, there, um, that'd be really cool. Uh, We're going to try and um, establish a little bit more of Minthy before then. Yes, yeah. One th- Since we can't have the book out by then. I know. One of the things that we were kind of worried about is that people wouldn't know who you were, first of all, right. and be like, oh, who is this person? <laughs> right. I, this was something I had said earlier to you is just like for us and thinking about all these future plans, like it makes sense, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. we know my character we built my character and like right. we we kind of know what to expect like by august you know people ever everyone knowing who minthy is and like when we go to that um con or whatever like people will know because the book is out right, right. and it's like we have this future vision but it's hard to remember that not everyone is also a part of this right We're the because only I people ha- who know exactly exactly we don't want to kind of uh, what is it? We don't want to set up a party and then not, and no one knows what the party's about. Right. Um, so like, and that's another thing that we wanted to try to do, like with videos coming back uh, and, you know, going into February, February and March, I'm looking at trying to do more videos on TikTok as far as back more Quincy's Tavern stuff. And then um, just kind of getting back into the swing of things and such. Uh, uh, and we will definitely introdu- be introducing Minthy more into, into yeah. all of that. I think would be really good. Well, if you guys have any questions, about her, you know, we could do like a little short yeah. answering of some of those. Yeah, any questions that you guys always have, we love looking through those and we kind of like pick and choose uh, and kind of like compile them all together for, for future episodes yeah. and stuff like that. So we really appreciate it. You guys are amazing. Um, I think that's pretty much it right now. How's your books going? Wow. Uh, really good, actually. Um, so I had talked before, you know, about the whole contract with the publisher for mm-hmm. my Western. Mm-hmm. Um the deal that I got, the contract I was offered, was less than ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I am going to say, graciously say no. Okay. Um, I want, you know, for me, like, I've always wanted to have multiple books published in a year. Right. This year, we will accomplish that. Mm-hmm. Our book will be coming out first, and then the second Umino Parable uh, book will be coming out towards the end of the year. Mm. So I am accomplishing that. Um, I'm just like a, once I have my mindset, like, I just want things to happen. Yeah. Right? And I... Well, you're very much of a go-getter. If you put your, if you have, like, a goal in mind, you really try to make that happen. Right. Um, so I'm kind of trying to slow down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, by turning them down... Technically, I have time to write the sequel because it's supposed to be a duology, so it's just mm-hmm. going to be two books. Um, I did for the western. Yes, so I did send my manuscript to my current publisher, mm-hmm. who does the New Meaning Parable series. Mm-hmm. 
So if she decides that she wants to take on this duology, because just because I have a publisher doesn't mean she's going to publish all my future work. Right, right, I have right. to query her again, just like I had to to get her to publish right. a it's, Daughter it's, of the Trolls. It's, they publish the works not necessarily because of the author. Right. It's like it's, it's each individual. They have to believe piece. in the story, right, not the right, person. Exactly. So I sent it to her, and she has a bunch of other queries, you know, to go through for people that have already, you know, mm -hmm. wanted want to work with her. So she's going to have to get through all of those before she can read mine, and then she has to read it and decide, you know, does she want to publish a Western fantasy? Mm -hmm. um, and if she does, then that book wouldn't be able to be published until after the Numina Parables is done. Mm -hmm. So the last book comes out next year. So the if she decides to pick up that manuscript, it would be published in 2025. Mm -hmm. In that time, maybe, you know, I'm offered something by mm -hmm. someone, someone who has seen my other work, someone who watches this podcast or, you know, what have you. There's right. always weird, crazy possibilities that a publisher could approach you mm -hmm. after seeing whatever work. Right. Um, so Right now, I think it's kind of up in the air, but I think that was kind of my best option is to turn down that contract, send it to my current publisher, and she'll get to it when she gets to it. Right. Um, I am about to get the second pass edits for the second Numina book, I think, by mid-February. Mm -hmm. I saw a sneak peek. I showed you a sneak peek of the, the cover. cover. really good. You guys are going to love it. We only It's like the first draft of just only the front of the cover. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um the Van Gogh story. Um, not much is going on with that. I did send it. Um, so here's like the funny thing about my Western story, which I don't know. Westerns are really hard to publish. Right. Okay. That's like kind of known throughout, but I have been seeing a surge in Western books, which mm -hmm. is really good um, for the genre and for people who like to write that genre. I have queried a bunch of publishers and, um, Agents, because you have to have an agent if you want to query, like, say, HarperCollins, Penguin Teen, the, the big, big five companies. Mm -hmm. Every person that has read that manuscript, every publisher, every agent, when they reject it, I get the most wonderful emails afterwards. And they're like, we love your writing. Mm -hmm. We love your voice so much. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we would love to say yes, but Westerns, you know, we can't take this on right now. Because they just don't sell. Right. Right. But the cool thing is, though, that makes it feel really good is that quite literally every person I've sent it to have said, we love your writing. Mm -hmm. So it's not this, not that it's a bad story. It's just, we can't, you know, t take a risk on right. it. And to me, like, that's fine. It's just not the right time. Right. So as you know, the surge kind of starts building, you know, people really want Western fantasy. So it's not, you know, just a cowboy, like there's really cool world elements. Mm -hmm. I think I have a very good chance, especially because my writing has been complimented in that way. You got to find the people who are willing to take that chance and like it too. So right. like you just got to get through all the no's. To get so to there it. was um, an agent that I had queried and she rejected it, um, but she really liked my work. So I decided I'm like, I don't feel, I haven't worked on it, you know, since I finished editing it for the first time and stuff, that Van Gogh story, but mm -hmm. I sent it to her just in case it takes like, it can take like three months for someone to get back to you. So it's a, right. like this whole process of querying someone. It's is a shot in the dark. Arduous. It's yeah. so long. Um, so I sent her that book. It's kind of out there. You know, there, again, there's no saying that she's going to want it, but right. it's not a Western. It's mm -hmm. more fits the, the fantasy fairy type genre. That's really popular in YA right now. Right, right, right. Um, and for the third Numina book, I had started to write it. I got through the first chapter and half of the second chapter. And that book was supposed to be multi point of view, which mm -hmm. was very different because both A Daughter of the Trolls and the second book are told from one person's perspective. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do, a, you know, something a little bit different, especially to wrap up this big old series. 
got through it and I was really second thinking it, you know, and got through half the second chapter. I'm just like, I don't feel like I'm doing this character justice because I, not only do I not have as much time to get to know her and like develop her as a person like I did with Sparrow and the other main character of the second book. Um, Cause you know, I'm, she only gets like 14 chapters out of a total of 28. Right. So I was trying to squeeze in so much information, you know, and it's been 10 years since the last, you know, that takes place in the last novel. So like, I was just really second guessing myself. Mm-hmm. And I was also trying to, please people um spoiler but not spoiler none of my books will ever be told from hazel's perspective which i know people love hazel Mm -hmm. my original plan i talked about this before the second book was supposed to be from hazel's perspective that book will never get published so the new second book was my third now my third again still not from hazel's perspective i was going to try and have her be one of the people that the point of view would switch off from this new character hazel and then another character And it just, it could work, but it wouldn't be the best work. Mm -hmm. So I decided that the girl that was supposed to be the main character, like I gave her double the chapters of Hazel and this other person would have, but I decided I just need her to be the sole main character. So essentially you just had to go back to the beginning because I'm, I'm, I know what you're talking about, but I feel like people who are listening are probably going to get kind of confused with just the roundaboutness. Essentially what I have to do when I write a book, I write a paragraph of what needs to happen. And then I split those all into chapters. Mm -hmm. So I know by the end, like I'm literally writing out everything that needs to happen. I know then like, oh, I have 28 chapters. Mm -hmm. And so I want each paragraph, like this is chapter one, chapter two. So, cause that helps me to know what I'm about to write and Mm -hmm. what I need to infuse in this chapter so that what happens next is set up. So what I now have to go do, I still haven't done this yet. Um, is go back and redo that Mm -hmm. because I have to take out all of the parts that were supposed to be from Hazel's perspective and now make it only from this character's perspective. So that means that the story technically has to change. You know, there has to be extra added scenes than what I had planned for this character to fill in all those gaps. So I have to redo that. And after I redo that, I have to then go and redo the first whole chapter and then the half the second chapter that I wrote. That sounds easy. She also has to have to name change, which that in itself is a whole thing that I'm not going to be able to talk about here, but you know, so. That sounds easy. I don't know what you're talking about. Ain't of that in the day. <laughs> yeah. So lots of work on lots of friends. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Any work on quarter 52? Are you still trying no, to? We're, we're trying to catch up right now. Good. So. We need to focus on well, the train we're on. We're, we're, we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of, what is it? Irons in the fire. Oh yeah. So, yeah it's so a it's full good. on forge up in here. But. But it's very, very. I I wouldn't have it any other way personally. No. I would I would um, with all the stresses that come with every dream and goal. We'd um, go crazy if that work. It's all, it's all worth it in the end, and it really mm-hmm. is. Um, and I, it it really is too. It's 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 encouraging when you have people supporting you and people encouraging you, people around you to um to help you keep going. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no matter where you are listener uh with your journey this this year uh summer um is on its way it feels like really quickly january is over and done so 1 12th of 2023 is uh is here and gone crazy quickly one piece of that pie i know it's wild but i hope it's going well i really truly do um uh, we will see you next week uh hopefully 
Um, I, we have a couple of things that we want to talk about, I think, but, uh, if you have any topics and some of you have been sending topics in, in the comments and everything, we'd love to see those. We'd love to hear those. Uh, let us know what you want us to talk about. And for questions about Valentine's day, which will be coming out in a couple of weeks as well. Let us know that. Um, but until then, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself and we'll see you later.